Okay, what you have seen and heard from these guys this morning relates to what I want to speak about this morning, about the kingdom's influence in the world around us. The kingdom of God foreshadowed in the Old Testament, inaugurated by Jesus when he first came, will be fully established when Christ returns in glory. There'll be no more sickness, there'll be no more death, there'll be no more disease and suffering. We will get new immortal bodies to enjoy heaven forever where Jesus rule and reign will be for all eternity. But in the meantime, in this world, the kingdom of God is forcefully breaking through into the world and suffering violent backlashes as it does. And this is what I want to look at with you this morning. The Apostle John, in the beginning of the, the, the gospel, writes this about uh, Jesus. He says in John 1, verses 4 to 5, In Jesus was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There's a struggle going on. But praise God, the darkness cannot overcome Jesus because he triumphed over all our sin, all the things that we've done wrong that offend God. He triumphed over the devil and he triumphed even over death itself on that cross. The Bible tells us in Romans 6 that the wages of our sin is death. The right that the devil has over us is because of our sin and actually because of our sin this leads ultimately to our physical death and beyond that to our spiritual death, what the Bible calls the second death. Because God is holy. He is righteous. He cannot have any, anything that he considers wrong, any evil in his presence. He has to kick it out to that horrible place the Bible calls hell, where there is no good thing. For all good things come from God our Father above. With him is everything good. And therefore, even if you don't know him, you, in this life we experience some of that goodness that he has. And, uh, but when, we go to, when he returns, he will be forced to, to bring judgment. And this is the reason why the kingdom of God is actually coming in the way it is in this Earth. The reason why it's being ushered in the way it is, is because God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. God made a way for you and I to be forgiven through Jesus, to have a fresh start, to become his son and daughter, to become a citizen of the kingdom of God. You see, naturally... We are all born estranged from God. We are born due to our sin, objects of his wrath, destined for dest destruction. But because of God's great love, he made a way through you and, for you and me, as we put our trust in Jesus' death and resurrection. When you surrender your life to King Jesus, you get born again into his kingdom. You get adopted into his family and are rescued out of the kingdom of darkness into the glorious domain 
of the kingdom of his beloved son, as Rob read to us earlier. We who were once darkness are now called to be light in the Lord. We're ambassadors of Christ. We are the body of Christ. The, the Bible says the church is, is the body. We're his hands and feet here on earth. And just as Jesus calls the kingdom of God to break through into this world, guess what? That's what you and I are called to do as well. And, and what the team was doing at great personal cost to, the, to themselves to get over there, actually they were influencing a whole town, a whole area with the love of the kingdom of God. My friends, you may not feel up to it. Well, to be honest, neither do I most of the time. But there's great news. The Holy Spirit is here. And he wants to fill you with his power to cause the realities of the age to come to break through into the world around us. You see, you and I, we could never be up to this challenge by ourselves. But Jesus hasn't left us by ourselves, has he? He's given us another, a helper to be with us. The Holy Spirit has been given to us as a church, as his people, so that we can see salvation break out, so that we can see healings, that we can see miracles, we can see demons cast out. But also the Holy Spirit has been given so that he can enable us to put to death the sinful nature, to enable us to be able to live righteous and holy lives, to be able to demonstrate something of the love of God to the world around us, to influence the world around with the values of the kingdom of heaven. And today I want to look at the kingdom's influence through the church of Jesus Christ. So the world around us and the culture around us will be impacted by the kingdom of, heaven, the kingdom of God and the culture of heaven. So to do that, I want to read uh, some verses to you from Matthew chapter 5, verse 13 to 16. For those of you that are familiar with scripture, these will be well-known verses to you. It says this in verse 13 of chapter 5. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Amen? Amen. These, are, these verses in Matthew chapter 5 are a part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, which goes from Matthew chapter 5 all the way through to Matthew chapter 7. These words are widely considered to be the greatest words ever uttered from human lips. And there's such an amazing couple of chapters in the Bible. We'll have to do a, a series on it maybe sometime uh, next year. But for today, we'll just look at these, these verses 
together. You see, the job of salt back then, Jesus says, you're the salt of the earth. The job of salt was to flavor, it was to preserve, and it was to, to cleanse, much like it is used today. We flavor our food with salt. It tastes bland and put some salt in there, and it brings out the flavor. We use salt to preserve things. Now, uh, uh, if, you're, if you're interested in this, you can ask Tom Simmons. He's got this uh, salt water recipe that he, he's using to preserve lots of food. I've, I've, I've sort of half-heartedly taken, taken his advice, and I'm, pick, uh, I'm preserving some carrots, but I haven't eaten them yet. I thought I'd wait till after today, just in case I'm sick after eating it. So I'm, I'm not sure I'm full of faith with his, his recipe, but he swears by it. It's a way of preserving food. So I, I, if I'm ill this week, I'll I'll let you know to just, just ignore him. But, uh, but people use salt to preserve foods. And salt water, hot salt water baths and hot salt water around an infected area is used to deal with infections. As a church, you and I, we're called to flavor the world around us with the flavor that God likes. To influence the world around with the values of the kingdom of heaven. Things like love, things like joy, like peace, like patience, like kindness, like goodness, gentleness, and self-control. See, do you ever look at the world around and think, God, it's getting worse. It's getting a real mess out there. Well, guess what? In Paul's day, it was even worse. And in our nation, there's been times where it's been this bad before. Again, it's getting worse because in the past, God has used previous generations of his church to rise up and to be salt and to flavor society with the values of heaven. And God wants to use you to do the same. Not the mighty, not the strong and the influential, although some of you may be those things. I know I'm not. But God wants to use us, those who are poor in spirit, or to put it another way, those who are humble and childlike. God wants to use to influence the world around. Jesus says a little earlier in Matthew, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The influence of the kingdom of, of, of God is also to preserve society around. Don't be surprised that there's always this pull downwards, this spiral downwards in society towards evil and towards immorality in the world around. That's where the devil is wanting to lead people. That is where our own sinful nature wants to take us if, if we allow it in this pull downwards as well. But we as a church of Christ are called to lift people's eyes upwards to preserve what God would consider good in the world around us. So my friends, in a, in a democracy, that means us getting involved. Some of you, God may even call to get involved in some of the political things, but it certainly means us writing to our MPs and uh, encouraging them when they make good decisions that uphold morality and, uh, and discouraging them to make bad decisions that would bring about more immorality in the, in the land. We need to engage with the media and, and social networks and even our friends' conversations 
as well, and to try to try to preserve morality, knowing that, as Jesus said, "Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you, and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on Christ's account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For so." They persecuted the prophets who were before you. And of course, as we know, they went on to persecute Jesus and they persecuted the saints all the way through up until this present day. So don't expect to be treated any different from your king or from his elect. Salt also cleanses. It's used, as I said, for salt water around an affected area can help draw out that infection and deal with it. In the same way as we are called to be the salt of the earth to make it tasty, to preserve morality, we're also called to draw out those rotten lies and philosophies that we see in the world around that is leading people into an unhealthy lifestyle that's going to cause them to be trapped in sin and depraved living. You know, when you apply salt to an area and it cleanses that area, it stings. I don't know if you've ever done that. It, it, it stings. And it, uh, it, it's not particularly pleasant. And you know, the same is true. When we address philosophies and ideologies that are opposed to God, it stings. In other words, it will offend people. It causes them to react to it. But my friends, we mustn't give up because the gospel itself is an offense to, to people. Paul puts it this way, the Apostle Paul. He says, For we are the aroma of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. From one uh, to one, a fragrance from death to death. To the other, a fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? Who indeed? Well, the truth is, you are, and I am, not by ourselves, but because of the Spirit of God who lives in you, because Christ is with you, and he wants to strengthen you. God is wanting you and I to be salt, so that we can extend the kingdom's influence in the world around us, knowing that blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. So the kingdom comes and influences the world around us through us being salt in this, in this world and witnessing to them for Jesus in terms of flavoring, in terms of preserving, in terms of cleansing this world. But we're also called to be light, the Bible says. Jesus says of himself that he is the light of the world he came to show us the way, he came to show us what God is like, the way to God, and how God expects us to live. Jesus perfectly revealed God the Father to us, so much so that he could say to Philip, you know, how can you say, show us the Father? Whoever's seen me has seen the Father. The Apostle Paul puts it like this the fullness of the Godhead dwelt in in Jesus bodily. And the writer of the Hebrews says this, 
Jesus is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. Jesus himself is the way to God as well. The only way to God. Jesus could say, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The Apostle Paul writes it, puts it this way. For there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all. Now, when we hear that word Christ, we often think it's like Jesus' surname. Ah, it's, his, you know, Jesus Christ. That's his, his surname. It's not that. Christ, or the word, the Hebrew word of that Messiah, just means anointed one. And the Jews use that as a phrase for the, the anointed king of God that they were expecting who would come to establish God's kingdom here on earth. So where you read that word Christ in your Bible, think king, think anointed one of Jesus. So what Paul is saying here is there's only one who can enable you to be on the right side of God, the man, King Jesus. You can't do it by yourself. You need Jesus. We all need Jesus. And once you come to Jesus for forgiveness, for those of you in the room that haven't done this already, you become right with God. When you surrender your life to him and follow his lead, you become one of his disciples. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can start living for Jesus and believing in him, thus fulfilling what God expects of you to believe in the one whom he has sent. As his disciple, because of the Spirit of God made his home in you, the moment you surrender to King Jesus, you don't only get to enjoy living in the light of Jesus, but Jesus says here, you are the light. You become the light because of the Spirit of God in you. Turn to the person next to you and say, you are the light of the world. Feels weird, yeah? Feels weird. Feels almost wrong. But it's not wrong because Jesus says it to us here. If you're in Christ, if you're a Christian, that is, you are called to be the light of the world because Christ lives in you, who is himself the hope of glory. For as Paul says later on in Colossians, he says, For in Christ the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled with him who is the head of all rule and authority. So as the fullness of God dwells in King Jesus, and King Jesus is in charge of all things, and he is in you through his spirit who lives in you now, Jesus enables you and me to be salt and light, to influence and to transform the world around us through how we live, through what we say, through what we do for him. You reveal Jesus to those around you. You're called to point people to Jesus primarily, to show him, show them what he is like and to live in a way how, uh, that, that he expects us to live, showing them how, what he requires of them, knowing 
that he is faithful to forgive you when you make mistakes, as we all do. We all make mistakes regularly, but because of Jesus, he covers our sin, and he is faithful to forgive us as we come to him and confess our sins. But my friends, for goodness sake, let's allow that light of the kingdom to shine through us. Let's not give in to that temptation that the world puts to, to, you know, to hide our light, to, to dim down the light of God that wants to shine through you. Yes, as you do, as you live for Jesus, you will face opposition, but it could not overcome Jesus, and it will not overcome his church. Jesus says, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. You may feel like, and some of you will feel like this this morning, that you are up against the gates of hell itself. It may, it may even result at some stage, unlikely in this country, but where we've been and some of the people we've uh, seen this week, it, you know, it's much higher chance. It may even cost your life living for Jesus. But as you let your light shine, the church of God will continue to overcome and the, the kingdom of God will continue to grow as we love not our lives even unto death. So let the light of Christ shine through you and through me. Let's not give in to that temptation to, to, to be quiet on it or to dim it down. Our society is constantly, oh no, no don't talk about Jesus, don't point people to Jesus. Don't point out where, where we're going wrong. That's just being intolerant. No, no, no. We need to show people Jesus because actually it's the loving thing to do. Don't lose your saltiness, Jesus says. Point people to Jesus. Flavor, preserve, and cleanse the world around us, influencing it with the life of the kingdom of God. And as we do that, God will meet us. And he is wanting to break out in power into the world around us. And we should look for God to be breaking out in power through you and through me. God is wanting his kingdom to break out in the world. And as the church of King Jesus, you are citizens of the kingdom of God, called to be salt and light so that through you his kingdom can break through into the world around us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Can I invite you to, to, to stand? Can I invite the band back as well? God is wanting to move amongst us. He is wanting to break out in this world in power. Rob didn't know what I was going to be sharing later, and yet he brought that word about God wanting to break through us, that we are that hope. And he's wanting to use you, and he's wanting to use me to cause his kingdom to break out in this town, in this area, even around the world, through you and through me. I believe he's here, and he wants to anoint us afresh with a power from on high. But if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus and you want to give your life to him, you want to surrender 
your life afresh. Can I just ask everyone to just uh, uh, bow their heads and close their eyes as we stand? If you're here this morning and you know that you're not in a good place with God and you want to get right with God, can I ask you just to, to raise your hands nice and high because everyone's standing so I can't see and uh, I'll pray with you. Just raise your hands nice and high now and I'll, I'll pray with you as a sign that you want to surrender your life afresh to God. Is anyone here this morning that wants to surrender their life to God afresh? Lord, thank you that you know all hearts. Thank you you know where everyone is at. And Lord, I pray you'll continue to draw men and women to yourself. Thank you, Lord God, that you love to save and you want to break in in people's lives in power. And Lord, we're believing you to break out in salvation amongst us and through us, Lord Jesus, in increasing measure. So, Lord, I just pray you will continue to move in power. If, you, if you're here this morning and you do want to uh, surrender to Jesus, please come and grab me afterwards. I wanna, I'll give you a, one of these books, and I'd like to talk to you a bit more about that. But for the rest of us, can I just encourage you to put your hands out before God to receive from him? those of you that know him, because he wants to fill you with his power so that you can influence the world around you with the kingdom of God. God wants to use you. He wants to break out in this world through you and through me, for the little things that we do, for the little things that we say, even the mistakes that we make when we confess them and come back to God and own up to them. Actually, God can even use that for his glory and his fame. So let's just surrender to him afresh. Lord Jesus, thank you that you are wanting to move in power. Lord God, thank you that your kingdom is forcefully advancing. Lord God, thank you that your kingdom is breaking out all over this world, Lord God. And Lord, you haven't forgotten Helsham, Lord God. You haven't forgotten this area, Lord God. You haven't forgotten us. Lord God, you are wanting to use us, Lord God, to change this town, Lord, to change this area, to change this nation, to have an influence on the world, Lord God, and to see your kingdom come. And so, Lord, I pray you would clothe us with power from on high, even now, Lord. Just each person here, Lord, would you just come and fill them afresh, Lord God, as they surrender their hearts to you, as they surrender their lives to you afresh, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, meet, meet with each person, I pray, Lord God. Fill us with your power. Just surrender yourself afresh to God as you're, as you're standing here. Just surrender. God wants to meet with you. He wants to clothe you with fresh power. There's fresh resurrection power from on high for you this morning. Just receive it from God. He's here. He's moving amongst us. He's wanting to stir you. He's wanting, he's even going to drop names of people in your heart that he wants you to share something of the good news. Come, Lord. Come and fill us afresh. Come and fill us afresh. As we worship God, if you're here this morning and you're in, in any pain or you need healing in any way, can I encourage you just to come 
to the front. The kingdom of God is here. And he wants to meet with you. And he wants to bring healing this morning. So can I encourage you as we, as we go into this song, if you've got any pain or you need God to meet with you for healing, or if it's a, a close family member and they're not here, and you're saying, yeah, actually, God, I want you to meet with them. They can't be here because of this. Then can I encourage you to come forward? We would love to pray with you this morning. And if you're here and you didn't uh, surrender your life to Jesus, and you're thinking, oh, I wish I'd done that. Again, you come forward with these people that are going to be prayed for. God wants to meet with you this morning. God's kingdom is here, and he wants to break out in power. So I'm going to hand over to, to Chris. As we sing this song, please, let's not waste time. Let's see if you want prayer for healing for anything. Let's, let's go forward. But thank you for listening. <laughs>